Beware, he's stealing it from you. Greed and envy with a tasty spice of hate flowed toward him. How easy it was, even after centuries of sleep, to stir men to the evil passions on which he fed. As clever as ever, thought Belphegor, I haven't lost the touch. The demon felt himself gaining substance like a fine acid mist. He stretched. That's valuable, cried the lawyer, rising to seize the cup. Taking advantage of the lawyer's distraction, the painter had lifted a curious decaying bundle from the box. The wrappings fell away to reveal the jewelled binding of an old book, its silky vellum almost undamaged by mildew. Keep the book. It is what that old man wants most of all. You won't cheat me of this, Sir Septimus, said Roland Dallet clutching to him the strange old volume that had lain in the bottom of the chest. You've taken the cup. I'm keeping the book. Equal shares, cried Ludlow. The book is mine. Give it here before you regret it. As Crouch moved toward him, the painter stepped beyond his grasp. Above them, Belphegor sucked up the confusion and rage like a tonic growing stronger even as he fed the quarrel. The faint outline of form, limbs, a head, began to be visible as a kind of rolling, boiling smoke. The shimmering wall began to flicker. "'Then have your fair share only, you panda!' cried the painter, and with his heavy knife he slashed through the faded gilding of the calfskin spine of the book, severing it into three pieces. Flinging two into the mud, he held the centre portion close to his chest. I, for one, keep my bargains, unlike you gentlemen. The antiquarian's face grew dark with hate. The book of mysteries is mine, he said, mine by right. Then purchase back our shares if you want it so much. We agreed this time to divide all, and I swear, you'll never cheat me again. Knife in hand, the younger man backed away from his patron, picking up the lantern he had set on the ground. "'Kill him,' urged the demon. "'I'll kill you for this,' said Crouch, putting his hand on the Italian stiletto he always carried. "'Come near me and I'll burn it,' cried Dalit, holding it near the lantern. As Crouch paused, horrified, the painter turned and fled into the night. Lawyer and magistrate together watched the painter's flickering light vanish into the dark. Suddenly, the demon's whisper, like a thought, came into Ludlow's mind. Why settle for just one share? The lawyer's brain began to hatch a plan. An anonymous letter, he thought. I'll send it to the husband of the painter's mistress. He'll kill them both and my hands will be clean, and the painter's widow will know nothing of the fragment's value. I'll be able to buy it from her for a song. Clever man. The demon was beginning to be restored to his old, comfortable, original form. Dankly smoky and drifting, swelled with the evil energies he had generated around himself. His lower limbs, furry and greenish, swelled against the shimmering circle that held him, blotting it out here and there. "'My lords, have you forgotten poor old Barnabas's reward? Will you show me home now?' The blind man's voice quavered. "'Your reward?' 
said Crouch, setting down his lantern and taking his knife from his belt. Why, of course, he said, as he drove the stiletto directly into the old man's heart. At the deed, Belphegor expanded with a burst of energy and the circle around him shattered. Too late, Ludlow's cry of horror warned Crouch. Looking skyward, the Diabolist Knight let out a howl of disappointment as he saw that Belphegor the Demon had burst free. Raging with frustration, the failed Demon Master watched as a misshapen form rose higher into the night sky above him, blotting out a patch of stars from his view. The dark thing quivered and paused, as if trying to decide where to go. Then it began to drift toward the walls of the sleeping city, leaving behind only an echo of metallic laughter.